Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Football Gentron, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. Today, we have a full house here. Uh, we have the usual suspects, Chadens and Armen, and Tito is also joining us today. And Theo is back. So, everyone, round of applause for Theo. Yeah. <laughs> We have a full house. We have a full packed uh, show for you guys today. Uh, we have a lot of things to get through, so let's get started. So first, we're going to start with the news. Um, in the Armenian Premier League, FC Lodi of Vanadzor walked off the pitch at the first whistle versus Ara Yerevan as a protest to a decision made by the Football Federation of Armenia uh, because of a covid match fiasco that they had earlier on in the season where they were not able to reschedule a match and they had lost the majority of their squad due to covid and as a result of not being able to field the team they were forfeited a few points um so they basically threatened to withdraw from the armenian premier league and lo and behold they withdrew from the armenian premier league but it feels like there's a little bit more to the story than what we actually know we know that Lodi does have some sort of um, financial issues currently, but we don't know what the extent of those are at the moment. All we know right now is that as of now, Lodi is not going to be involved anymore in the Armenian Premier League, and they would be the second club this season behind Gonzasad, who we've already previously mentioned. Um, speaking of the Armenian Premier League, we have a listener question and this question was posed to us too prompt. Uh, this listener asked, who are your favorite players from the Armenian Premier League and the Greek Super League? So, Armin, give us your answer. My answer is, and until his very last day at the Armenian Premier League, will be Aras Osbelis, my favorite Armenian player of all times. That didn't quite live up to his potential due to injuries and stuff. We will be discussing him further, and questions about him are always welcome because I'm crazy about this guy. So it's Aras, it's Osbilis for me. As for the Greek Super League, uh, I would say Kostas Fortunis from Olympiakos, their number 10 and playmaker. They, I remember him playing uh, with Kevor Kazarian at, uh, a couple of years ago. And I was honestly surprised for, like, good reasons. And then, sadly, saw him uh, tear things apart against us uh, in the <laughs> Armenia-Greek clash. He was great. I mean, you can tell that he was the organizer, and the Greek national team was all about him. Uh, you know, but it's... Even then, we won. <laughs> Luckily, it... we won that game. Yeah, look. It's funny you mentioned Aras Osbilis. A lot of people have been asking me and uh, just generally on Twitter where he is because mm -hmm. he's like nowhere in the Punic squad. And he had not posted anything on social media for months until a few days ago. He's actually been in the in Amsterdam back home. What is it? What, is, what nice. he considers his home. And he's actually opening up a restaurant. So there you go. That's what Osbilis has been up to for those people. He's that awesome. Uh, Theo. Awesome. Give us your answers. Favorite APL, favorite GC, GSL. Who you got? Um, so my, my choice for the APL will be uh, Georg Kasparov. Uh, it's an original one because um, he's still here at 40 years old uh, now. And uh, his um, experience and um, involvement for the Armenian national team uh, has been really uh, important. And... Um, 
it was just behind the, the great Berezovsky uh, on the um, on the goalkeepers. But uh, I always love him uh, in his um, his attitude also, and uh, it was my my choice um, more more original, I will say. Um, and for the Greek Super League, uh, it's Petros Montalos, uh, the key make the key maker yeah, of uh, Aika. Um, a similar one the, uh, as uh, Costas Fortunis that um, Armin uh, said previously um, is number ten. Is uh, the organizer of the of the team and Ayek uh, is my my favorite one in uh, in Greece. So uh, it was obviously um, that choice. Oh, all right, that sounds amazing. Chadens, you're up. Mine is Angulo Wubemar from Ararat, Armenia. Uh, his role is going to definitely become a bigger uh, part uh, very soon, I think, uh, especially if there's a formation change, which I think there will be. Uh, we might even go to 4-3-3 soon. Um, it's one of the uh, most intense and most uh, hardworking formations that they will play. So I think Wubemar will be very important. Plus, I like him now anyway. His work rate is amazing. And from Greek Super League, again, because of work rate, um, I didn't watch him from Olympiagos, to be honest. But um, I remember I, I used to watch him from Watford. It's uh, Jose Holivas. Uh, his work rate is amazing as a left back. He's always that uh, tough player who is hard to get through from. Um, I, 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 like, I like that fun. kind of attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch him Roma, from Watford. And also. Yeah. Uh, Tito, do you have any favorite players from the APL that you want to share? Yes, of course. From the APL, I would choose Alexander Garabedian. He wasn't very important uh, right now in the in Ararat, Armenia. But mm. I think that when we needed him in, in the national team, he appeared, he, he scored, he was important. And I think that that's something that it gives the Armenian Premier League another level. And from the Greek Super League, I'm sorry, but I never watch a game from the Greek <laughs> Super League, so I don't have any favorite player. That's a lot of as I knowing knowing you and knowing your your love for number nines, I don't think you know this, but uh, a returnee to the Greek Super League is uh, Kostas Mitroglou that uh, now I, I is thought in about him. Aris Salonika. So when you said number nine, I thought about him. Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I uh, knew he was playing. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's actually league. not. The the curious thing is he didn't go to either one of the four big teams. He's he's not at Olympiakos or Park or or Park. He's uh, at Aris, and that's that's an interesting thing. Well, well, uh, for me personally, uh, Armin Ambartumian from Arara, Armenia, I think he's a fantastically underrated central midfielder. I have literally no idea why he hasn't been called to the national team. Um, I think he should he should have been on the list, but you know we'll we'll, we'll discuss that as a third option. And from the Greek Super League, uh, Christios Tsolis from Pauk, the 19-year-old left winger, uh, already started playing senior national team for Greece. Very very young and extremely talented probably won't be in power uh, for much longer so i know 
I, I think I know you, who you're talking about. Isn't he the the kid that scored the brace in uh, Champions League playoffs against the Turkish team this last so. season? I think so. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, you would know that. I All right, Armin. Yeah. <laughs> Armin, uh, there's some news from the Football Federation coming out. Uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, and this is not random and unrelated as most of the things I say. <laughs> Bad joke. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for laughing. I needed that. Uh, so, yeah, real news. <laughs> Football Federation of Armenia chairman Armin Melikpekian, whose work I'm pretty excited about so far. He's been doing great work, to be honest. He has announced, as you've been following, uh, the appointment of new Football Federation of Armenia representative now for Europe, which would be Levon Pachajan, former uh, Armenian national team, of course, player, Punik Yerevan, Shirak Gyumri. Uh, he was a midfielder striker that has been playing in Sweden, uh, in the Swedish lower divisions for a couple of years, uh, 2013 to be exact. Uh, but yeah, that's no, that's not high profile. And he's been making the turn to off the pitch contributions. So having personally followed him, uh, followed him in social media for a while now, uh, I have always been delighted uh, with how he, you'd, how he would talk, how he will, uh, how the things he would say. He's like very well cultured, knowledgeable, uh, patriotic, of course. Uh, uh pragmatic, very, very smart decision, uh, in my opinion, from the FFA from uh, Mr. Melik Pekian, so kudos. Uh, yeah, uh, there are almost 2 million Armenians, if you think about it, uh, 2 million Armenians in Western and Central Europe. So uh, yeah, Bajajan will have a lot of work to do from Sweden, where he lives. And without going further, he will be operating from the country that gave us current national team uh, star strike, uh, star center back, Andre Chalesher. So you can get the idea of how important uh, things will be. Other national uh, national team players that were born and grew up in Europe, you can say uh, Heno in uh, in Valence in France, uh, Sako, by Heno I mean Mkhitaryan of course, Sako Adamian from uh, Rostock Germany, uh, Edgar Babayan who grew up in Hamburg Germany as well, and then moved to Denmark. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to look forward to. Two million Armenians. So uh, hopefully, more and more uh, Armenian talents can rise from Europe. And who knows? We can only assume that the next uh, designation from the Football Federation of Armenia should, in my opinion, be Russia and, uh, of course, both Soviet countries. Because uh, little known fact, five. Over 5 million Armenians live in uh, post-Soviet world. So that's that's going to be even bigger. But that's enough news for now. That's enough breaking news for now. Because next up is what we're all gathered here today, ladies and gentlemen. Joaquin Caparros has announced the first draft of 31 players that will take uh, part in the Armenian national team camp for March. Uh, taking into account that this... Of this 35, uh, 31 players, a couple, I think three or four, will be cut uh, before the the final uh, list. And of course, match lists will be of only 23 players each. 
but on to the list officially uh the what what who are the players that caparros uh called so first of all uh we'll speak about the goalkeepers uh we have obviously david yurchenko our new goalkeeper uh, since uh, a few games now from the alashkert team uh arsene beglarian from the ur2 and uh, anatoly Ivazov from the ur2 too um for the defenders uh the great ovanes ambarzumian who scored uh last time against macedonia in this a uh, legendary game that we all enjoyed here uh is actually playing in uh, Famagusta um in Cyprus yeah um so that's it Camo Vanician uh the the Armenian Usain Bolt uh <laughs> from uh, FC Kyrgyz um Kazakhstan Andrei Chalisia from uh, Apollon Smyrnis um in Greece Varazdat Haurian uh, from Astana, also in Kazakhstan as uh, Kamo. Taron My Vesca. captain. Ah, yeah. We know. <laughs> We know. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> The most beautiful bird in, in Caucasus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Taron Voskanian uh, from. Uh, uh, let him finish! <laughs> I didn't want to hear that one. I didn't want to hear that one. Yo, I have some statistics about Voskania that I'm going to throw at you, Armin, and I'm going to make you change your opinion. Anyway, continue, Theo. Aikish uh. uh from Shirak. Um, the most talented, surely, or maybe in this list, uh, a prom uh, defensive promising one, uh, Eric Simonian from Uyuartu. Um, Aram, you, you, you spoke about him. years old. Team. Yeah, you you spoke about him on uh, on Twitter accounts, and uh, I think you will uh, you will want to 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 take a stand also yes. uh, for him. Uh, Jordi Ararat Monro, the, the the great return for our uh, Colombian. Uh, yes. from the, I'm so excited uh, for that. Me too. I'm so happy yeah. for him. Serob Gregorian uh, from FC Punic, who scored a, a beautiful goal. I I think you. You all uh, saw it uh, in the different social media. Uh, Armano Vanician from Punic. And finally, um, maybe one of the favorites of, uh, of GIA, uh, Akob Akobian from uh, Uartu. Tito, maybe you, you, can, uh, you can tell us the, the midfielders. Okay. Well, Uh, at midfielders, we have for the first time in the Armenian national team, uh, yes, Edward yes, yes. Spertian uh, from Krasnodar. We also have, uh, I don't know if it's okay to call him the hero of the last UEFA Nations League for Armenia, the Gran Barsegian. Yeah. Easily. Oh, that. MVP. To that. To that. To that. <laughs> from FC Astana. We also have the return of Joren Bayramian from Rostov. We have Gigi Zen, Gevorg Vazarian <laughs> from Lamia. We have also Baham Bichachian from Jilina. We have. My Edgar boy! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk I, about I that. Later. I would have said that one. <laughs> We have Edgar Babayan, recently joined Riga. 
Uh, that's not good, but <laughs> but it's good that he's on national team. That that's true. sure. Uh, <laughs> we have Solomonudo from Shakhtar Karagandhi. We have Artak Grigorian from Malash Girl. Uh, Aram Kocharian from Lori. I don't know what's going to happen to him. We, yeah, he's gonna be dropped. <laughs> Probably. It's not bad, but. He's not bad, but come on. We <laughs> also have a Bedrosa Betisian from NOAA. Interesting. Uh, interesting team, NOAA, uh, with three players on the national team. Uh, we also have uh, Jirair Shagoyan uh, from, I don't know if it's Another okay to see BKMA. It's CSK. Yeah, it's the, the, the Armenian TSK. <laughs> It's the army team, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Karim Muradian from Mararad Yerevan. And we also have Wobey Marangulo from Mararad Armenia. Other boy. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, yo, other boy. Uh, speaking of forwards, can you run us through the forwards challenge? Definitely. Uh, forwards, we have Saki Sadamian for Hoffenheim. We have... We're, Excited about this one. Yes. Everyone is excited about this one. Yes. Briasco Balekian for Atletico Huracan. We have Alexander Karabetian for Ararat Armenia and Artur Miranian from Urartu. Uh, okay, guys. So we have the squad list here and there's obviously some notable absentees. There is no Mkhitaryan. We know he got injured in the first leg of the round of 16 Europa League clash against Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, and he will not be joining the national team because he's not fit and he's not playing for Roma either. And of course, Roma are losing to Napoli because of it. <laughs> Asha Korian, unfortunately, although being back in training, is not joining the national team. Uh, That's a sad, a real sad one. Yeah, because I think we really need him and he's he's a good presence, vocal presence on the field. And then uh, Geram Kadimian, not included. In the huge roster, weirdly enough, uh, I think that might come down to little to no playtime in the last like six months. Um, we have some recovering players. A GG10 just had surgery, but he did confirm on Instagram that he is traveling with the team. I highly doubt he's in the match day squad, and I doubt even more that he'll get any minutes. Uh, maybe he's Could there to be cut. like the the big older yeah. figure, um, and we'll see. And Khoren Baramian played a full 90 minutes. Uh, in, in the past match for Rostov, so he's he's well and truly in. Uh, weird change. Uh, Yuri Garaginian, who was originally called up in the squad, is out, and Wabe Amar Ungula was brought in. Uh, originally, it was thought Angula wasn't fit enough, but I mean, I'm not complaining. I'd rather have him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, guys, let's discuss this team. Let's start with the goalkeepers. Uh, we have the usual three. So, Theo. What are your thoughts? Um, already, I'm so happy that Yurchenko is here uh, because uh, we saw his impact on the um, on the last uh, games that he played, and since his uh, arrival, um, even uh, he's been really yeah. decisive. Uh, I I think about uh, the Georgia game uh, when we we draw two two um, um, and. Uh, he, he did a lot for for us. Um, I think he's really, 
one of the of the 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 guys who give us uh, some some level that uh, we we didn't reach before because we we were too um, too powerless uh, at this uh, key key function uh, that uh, is um, which is goalkeeper and um, I'm obviously happy about uh, about his presence uh, is the the starter uh, undoubtedly. Um, and after Beglarian and uh, Ivazov, I don't really have um, an opinion about, uh, about them. Uh, they are the, they are on the bench. Uh, I I I I'm a bit um, interesting about the the facts. Um, is uh, Beglarian the number two or Ivazov? Uh, for for Caparos, mm-hmm. uh, we we never see um, or we never heard uh, something uh, about it. And I hope we never do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally. Uh, so so that's it. Yeah, I'm oh. I'm really happy about uh, Yurchenko, and uh, I think uh, we we can all uh, all be happy uh, here mm-hmm. about. Yeah. About uh, so, looking at this list of defenders, Armin, there's one name that, to most people, is raises a lot of questions. Are and I'm talking about Eric Simonian. Oh, you didn't go there. Okay. No, yeah, no, no. I'm not talking <laughs> about Jordi. I'm not talking about Jordi. I love Jordi. I, I think he's... he's no, not, not, not that one either. Oh, are you talking about the honorable Scania? I'm not. No. <laughs> what, what, why did you say the name? What, anyway, why would you... Anyway. Eric Simonian, he is a player that I think a lot of people didn't expect to be in this lineup, uh, <laughs> and he's a little bit of a question mark. What are your thoughts on who could potentially be the future starting center back for Armenia? Well, well, if you if you introduce the question like that, it <laughs> I mean, of course it's gonna be Eric Simonian. I don't, I've never seen him play, but mm-hmm. uh, in uh. But I don't know, man. I mean, for the next couple of years, we're good. We're we're solid with uh, Andre the Giant and and my captain Bato. But uh, of course, Jordi Ararat can also uh, turn into a center back for the next five years because he's also very very young. Uh, speaking of young center backs, and not even getting into Eric Simonian. Abova Betisian from uh, Kishvarda in, in, Hungary, in the Hungarian uh, top flight has been called for the Armenian under-21 uh, uh, national team. And I have received very, very good reviews about him and about his game. He, he's already the Kishvarda's youth team's captain. So I'm hoping he, he will rise up and looking very very, very much looking forward to see him up uh, to see above above uh, playing to assess just how good he is and uh, there's also rising stars in uh, Arthur Danielian and uh, another Arthur man why are so many Armenians called Arthur uh, Arthur Kartashian which he needs to live up to his potential sooner than later but uh, about this national team defense, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty solid, even if it has 
your friend Taron on it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like it because uh, I was going to get into uh, Caparros's views on versatility players like uh, uh, Jordi Ararat, who can play all over the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be pretty useful. Well, here's what I was going to tell you. Donald Voskanen actually uh, mm. made several appearances during the Nations League. I think it was like three appearances. And we didn't lose in any of the three games he played. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. And we only conceded, I, I believe it was one goal or something in those three matches that he was playing in. I know it's a different level of competition, obviously. But um, it, it, we have sev- three games in seven days, so there's going to be some rotation. And Voskanian might probably be starting, because I doubt he's going to start Simonian against Romania. No, no of course. But uh, if if he's going to rotate, uh, hopefully it's going to be, I don't know, Ishkanian is way better than, than him and is going to start. I think Ishkanian is the first uh, substitute option for centre-back. And... Uh, even though I sadly have to agree about Boskanian probably getting uh, some playtime, I would take the risk, like gamble on uh, using Ararat as a center back uh, if we need a second uh, rotation for center backs. I see. Well, but, but just um, what do you think about uh, the the role of uh, Akobian uh, as a center back? Because maybe he could. Uh, he could... No, no, he no, no. no. Agopian as a center back, I don't see it happening. Uh, I I think that Caparros sees, even though I know Caparros sees Agopian as a, a fullback, uh, I think it's interesting how Agopian is actually a center back, uh, a center midfielder and a defensive midfielder. Uh, Kind of like uh, a Philip Lam, of course, uh, mm. different at a different level. But uh, <laughs> no, okay. uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, but I I don't know, man. I Agopian has a lot of future though. But oh. he's he's kind of like that, like uh, a fullback that can also play uh, defensive mid. So moving on to the midfield, uh, Chadens, we know that we had this grand video of Joaquin Caparos writing down everyone's name, spelling Chalisir's name incorrectly, but letting us essentially know the players that he sees in every position. And interestingly enough, because of Henrik Mkhitaryan's injury, we have two players that are listed as the number 10 in the 4-2-3-1, being Vahan Bichakchian and Petros Avetisian. Uh, Chadens, do you think... Vahan might actually finally get his start. Yeah, I think he's going to be the one, especially uh, Gorian's absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gigi also, you know, not not being sure that he will start. Horan is just coming back from the injury, so he's not 100%. percent mm-hmm. um, Dikran is definitely going to be there, so there's no winger or any other kind of position that he's going to take. Uh, if if you know there's some rotations, uh, so I do think that yeah, uh, Vahan will will start uh, as a number ten. Uh, it's too early for Spetsian, to be honest. It's too early. Well, um, that's, the the interesting yeah. thing to come out of this was uh, Joaquin Kaparos had listed Spetsian as a central midfielder who would play alongside yeah. the defensive midfielder in Artur yeah. Gordian. So he. I mean, obviously, he can play him higher up the pitch, sure. But he clearly sees Spertian as 
that ball playing midfielder. So we might we might even maybe after a substitution or two could see a Spertian Vahan Girard Charoyan type of situation going on in the midfield. It depends a lot on a lot of factors. At um, I think that uh, there are two factors at play: the the games that we're playing, the teams that are against us, basically. Um, so what we, what they will demand out of us, and the second is the the fact that uh, I mentioned this before in the previous uh, episode as well: the fact that we're playing three games in uh, uh, eight days. So there's a lot of mm. uh, a demand a lot for for all the teams, but for us specifically, where we're at that phase where we're just um, growing the team, and it's a national team, it's very different, and it's it's a new environment for everyone. I think. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting take. Uh, midfield is going to be the place that I think we're going to see the most changes throughout the three matches. Easily. Uh, Seeing as we have like six players that are between those two center mid spots, Artak Grigorian's 33 years yeah. old now. He plays every match 90 minutes uh, at club level. <laughs> His legs aren't going to be the same. And it seems that mm. he has Solomon Udo playing at, under that Artak Grigorian role and Karim Muradian also. So we're going to see a lot of uh, tinkering, I think, in, in that department. But moving a little further up the pitch, uh, we're talking about the delantero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually good. Thank wow. you. I'm, I'm Tito. Surprised. We have uh, a boy that you know we thought was going to be on your team, but you know might have to wait until the summer. We'll see. Uh, speaking of our options up front, no one is in form. Sako isn't playing. Balakian hasn't scored in a while. Karapetian uh, has missed two penalties so far. Miranian, I don't even know why he's there. What are your thoughts on our striking options? Um, maybe he just yeah. liked him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the striker position is like the biggest unknown here. Um, because if we uh, think about the most talented player, it should be Adamian, but he is not playing. Uh, today that we are recording on Sunday, uh, he didn't play any minute at all. From, uh, they I, lost too. They were down, and he still yeah. didn't get something. Yeah, and I I couldn't watch the game, but I saw the formations, and he has he had like uh, six uh, strikers on, on the bench. Mm-hmm. That was really oh my god, unbelievable! Really weird, but yeah, he he didn't play and. Next, uh, Briasco Balekian. Uh, here in Argentina at Huracan, he isn't playing in that position. He plays more uh, on the side, uh, left side. Yeah, the right side. Yeah. The, no, he's, he, well, he's actually... He's a left winger. He's playing as left he, wing. He played left winger uh, this weekend, but yeah. everyone, everyone has been over how uh, last year when he like hit his peak... He was on the right wing, and I I agree because we only have two options on the right wing, and one of them uh, is recovering from an injury. But he won't he won't play right wing. I I if he, if he's gonna start at wing, he's starting at left wing because we have Lazarian's okay. injured, Chagoyan's 19 years old, and then Babayan True. plays in Latvia. So I'd rather not even have him <laughs> in the squad. Uh, no, yeah, he, he he totally can play at striker position. I think that 
we already have the other positions covered, so that's why uh, the option here is at striker, uh -huh. and he can play at that position. He, uh, I think that that's one of the reasons that he isn't scoring too much here in Argentina because he isn't playing in that position. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, uh, and then well, uh, Garavellian, uh, he's at a low level uh, right now in the Armenian Premier League. So uh, I think that that's the big unknown. Uh, I would go with Adamian, but he isn't having uh, playing time. So well, that's maybe to that's gain confidence. Good. Yeah, I think maybe to and, gain confidence and, it, and the opposition is only going to get harder. He's a, he's also a German speaker, so he will understand whatever the the opposing defense is saying That's against Liechtenstein. Well, well, let me let me pose you guys this question. Let me let me uh, let me throw this at Theo. We we know that Kaparos wants to play a four two three one clearly, but he's played four four two very successfully in the Nations League. If he does opt to go that route against the stronger opposition later in the tournament, be it home versus Iceland, home versus Romania, or away against those teams. Which two strikers do you think he would start with up top between these four? I think we we may. I think um, the other option could be uh, Barsekian with uh, with uh, Sako uh, because um, Barsekian could play yeah on the on the right wing, but if you if you put Sako and um, uh, Tico at the front. Uh, together and uh, Briasco as the right uh, the right the right winger sorry um, and maybe uh, when he he will be fit um, Beiramian or or um, Hazarian um, as the left winger um, it could be more offensive uh, uh -huh. but uh, but uh, on the on the paper, uh, on the on the tactic base, uh, it's really interesting, and um, I would like to see uh, these four uh, together at the front for sure. That's that sounds very interesting. Well, I think what we should also maybe begin to do is look into our opposition. Uh, Armin, start us through uh, some of the most well key players for Liechtenstein. Yeah, well, uh, Liechtenstein is <laughs> considerably weaker than Armenia on paper, but they do have some interesting names among their ranks. For instance, who in our opinion is the best player for them is uh, Sandro Visa, who is actually has been injured for two, two years now. He's been injured uh, since 2019. He's 28 years old, a set, a playmaker, number 10, playing in, now playing in Baduz, has a contract, but he's not playing, of course. Uh, he is a former Basel, uh, Hoffenheim, and Reading, among other teams, uh, player. And uh, honestly, his national team still fills his absence, and you're going to know why when we go over their 2020 results. But the last time they played against us, they were way better than they now are. And that's because they had this guy uh, on the pitch. So they still can't seem, luckily for us, can't seem to, to replace him. And they have to run their game uh, basically around 
their second best player, who is Nicolas Hasla, uh, 29 years old uh, midfielder. He can play all over the, the midfield uh, area. Uh, number 10 of the wings, uh, center midfielder. He's now playing in Thun, he's, uh, which is basically a, a uh, good uh, Swiss team, but now relegated to Swiss second tier. Uh, second tier. So that's also a, a thing to consider. Their best player not in peak form. Uh, he was actually former teammates with Yura, our beloved Yura Mosesian at uh, Chicago Fire. But... Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's how you pronounce it. What, what can I say? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he hasn't uh, he hasn't been playing well ever since uh, sharing teams with uh, with Yura. But they have uh, a couple promising players in the Freak Brothers. They're the 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 Liechtenstein Freaks. They're a couple of freaks, you know. Uh, Noah Freak. Uh, that's literally their last name. Uh, Noah Frick is 19 years old. Uh, he's also a, a center midfielder. So that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he plays in Samax, in, also in the Swiss second tier. Also now injured and will probably not play against us, luckily. And his brother, Yannick Frick, 22 years old. He's a striker. Uh, now playing in Energie Cottbus, which is uh, uh, also another good team in Germany that is seeing some dark days because they're playing Germany, uh, German fourth tier. But uh, Yannick uh, did his youth career in St. Gallen, which is a great uh, Swiss team. Um, yeah, so he has a couple things to say against us. And uh, before kicking this over to the Liechtenstein results, they have their the, the Buchel brothers, who are a little older. Martin Buchel uh, is 24 years old, a center midfielder, uh, more defensive kind of, kind of central midfielder. There, he would be, in theory, their captain, but has lately been dropped. I believe, I believe he has probably retired uh, from the national team due to to old age uh, and uh, most likely I am sad to say that Benny Buchel, his younger brother, uh, 31 years old, is got, he's probably going to be their captain this time and Benny Buchel is not the best memory uh, for me and most Armenian national team fans because this goalkeeper who's probably going to be their captain now, playing in Vaduz 2 in the Swiss first tier, was the guy that basically led Liechtenstein to their best results against us. I think it was a draw or a win. I can't remember, but I do remember basically casting my life out at this it, guy. Because it was a draw. We've never lost to Liechtenstein. Okay. But, yeah. That that was the one then. One-on-one, one, one, was it? We've had a 1-1. One, one, we've had a 2-2 two, two draw. Okay. This guy stopped literally everything that was thrown at him, and I was shocked. Where did this guy come from? So hopefully this time is going to be different. And I think Armenia will have to play with, uh, you know, Caparros, of course, will have to play with this uh, uh, Liechtenstein being used to not having the ball at all. So mm -hmm. I, I, I think he will have to play smart to probably beat Benny Buchel at the goal. Uh, uh, so to sum up, in, let's go over 
the Liechtenstein 2020 results uh, and why they're not at their peak challenge? What what did Liechtenstein have uh, in 2020 UEFA Nations League? Well, uh, they had some a uh, couple of losses and a couple of draws. Uh, they finished second in the group with Gibraltar and San Marino. So the you know teams that are uh, around on their levels. Uh, to sum up with points, to get the idea, it's five points in four matches with uh, one goal difference. So they've scored three goals, conceded two, which is not their best record. Uh, their last win that came uh, was in September 2-0 against San Marino. So the last two the last two games are uh, no wins. Um, only uh, basically it's two two camps. Sorry, their last two camps only one win in five official games at Nations League level. So that's the Division uh, D, which is in bad. 2020. Yeah, it's the lowest uh, from all the uh, from all the list basically from all the gr- groups of the uh, of the uh, Nations League. Yes. Swear, if we don't win this, <laughs> if we don't win this. So, so this is well. Uh, they're also a team that is changing. Um, they we have historically not performed well away to Liechtenstein, as as I've said previously, we've drawn there twice, uh, and but we have never lost to them. But of course, we're expecting this Armenia team to come out and be a lot more offensive and try to finish the game off early to rest key players for the following match. But Liechtenstein obviously are going to have their own ideas, and they've recently appointed a new manager. Uh, Tito, talk us through Martin Stoklasa. Well, uh, Martin Stoklasa, new manager, they signed in uh, this this year, uh, 2021. He's former assistant manager at St. Gallen in Switzerland. He managed... Uh, I think uh, all the under uh, national teams from Liechtenstein, yeah, the, the youth, the, the youth, youth national teams, uh, under 15, under 19, and under 21. Uh, he only had one win at under 21 uh, national team in 10 matches, but it was against Azerbaijan, Ooh. so. <laughs> <laughs> One nil against Azerbaijan, so it's okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Sweet victory. <laughs> he, he uses uh, a traditional 4-4-2. He was asked about uh, these World Cup uh, qualifiers, and he said that he, he put Armenia as a difficult team, so I think that's... That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he, he said we're difficult yeah. to assess. Um, and he's obviously right because we're, as what, what was that manager? Uh, I think he was the manager of Milan at the time. Anyway, there's a meme where he goes, let sometimes me, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe Let me maybe translate shit. that. That's us. Gattuso. Let, Gattuso, let me there translate. we go. Let, no, yeah, what he basically says is, uh, against teams like Armenia and North Macedonia, we're going to park the bus straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty that's, much. That is the, the translation. So 
yeah, he, he's going to do that against all teams. Yeah. Against us, he expects a point or two. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that. I think that's the thing that we could pull out this. He basically says against Germany, Iceland, Romania, no chance. Against Macedonia, <laughs> Armenia, maybe there's a chance we can get a point. Um, but speaking of points, our head-to-head record against Liechtenstein is good, but not great. Theo, uh, not, run us through how we perform. Not what it should be. So we played four matches uh, against uh, Liechtenstein in the past for two wins and two draws. So no loss, as you say, um, uh, Adam. Eight goals scored, four goals conceded. Uh, two draws were away to Liechtenstein, 1-1 in uh, 2019 and 2-2 in 1918. I think uh, Jura scored uh, in this game. Uh, maybe one of the of the of his last goals for for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we have not beaten them always. That will have to change obviously because uh, mm-hmm. we we need points and we need to to begin uh, uh, these uh, qualifiers uh, with uh, the, the the best way uh, the best possible yeah. way. Uh, it will be a good test for Armenia to see if we really have improved under Kaparos and are still drop points to, to side we should uh, realistically be beating by wide uh, margins. Uh, I think it will be the the, the, the great point uh, for for this game, and um, I'm really waiting on the on the great uh, performance of uh, of the players and um, and the fact that we. We have to win. There's no other option if we want to uh, to to dream a bit on uh, on this. Group. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, now we've looked at our Armenia squad. We've looked at the opposition in Liechtenstein. Let's go one by one quickly. Tell me who would you like to see in your starting eleven and what formation? Uh, I'll start off with you, Armen. All right. Well, of course. David Yushchenko, always at the goal. Well, what's the um, formation? Which which one are you playing? Oh, as a formation. Well, as I said, what I think it's going to be most important is the style of play because Liechtenstein is basically going to park the bus. They are used to, uh, you know, playing, like not having the ball at all against the absolute majority of the teams they play against. Uh, and the last couple draws we had against them was like that we we had the ball all the time we had possession we basically shot everything we had at our feet to their goal and uh, couldn't break through uh so probably a good alternative for that like to breach their their bus would be two strikers up front now that i think about it because uh yeah, we have to get the balls to the strikers, and uh, and once they have it, they can pivot and get support from one or two midfielders. So probably a four-four-two doesn't sound all that bad. All right, so who's on the team then? <laughs> for for me, okay. Uh, so the lineup would for that four-four-two would be uh, Yushchenko, as I said, uh, at the goal, um, and. On the right back for uh, for for Caparros, there are the three options in Hampatumian, Hovannesian, and Ararat. Either one of them could play. I think it would be a nice time for 
Juan Patrumian for Hobo to get some rest and start either Gamo or, or Ararat. Uh, they're both more than qualified to take on Liechtenstein. Uh, defense, well, yeah, I think it's a good time for Chalisher to get some rest too because he's not in the best fitness possible. Uh, and yeah, if he's good enough to play and Caparros thinks he can play, then Chalisher could use the, the, the experience and chemistry with uh, with Vato. If not, it's going to be Haiki Shanyan and Vato. On the left uh, back, I think setup would be a great, uh, great idea this time. Uh, so my defense would be Ararat, Chalisher, Vato, Haroyan, and Serop Gregorian. Uh, in the middle, uh, it would also be a nice time for Gary Muradian to make uh, a starting uh, appearance with uh, Uwe Mar and Udo. Uh, midfield, uh, up front midfield uh, on the wings, Tico uh, Parsegian and why not? Jirai Shagoyan. And up front, I'm taking my time to say uh, I have to think about this. This, this is serious. This is serious stuff. Uh, either strike. Would you like okay. uh, become their assistant manager or something? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, either striker is okay. I, I I think it's the good time for Sakwa Damian and uh, and Karabedian. Why not? All right. Uh, felt like I just went through a novel. <laughs> Tito, <laughs> who I is like your... to narrate. What I like is to take my time for good things? What is your formation and starting eleven? Who would you well, start for... against Liechtenstein? What's your prediction? My formation would be for. Two, three, one, but with the wingers like more offensive, more attacking, and well, of course, on goalkeeper would be Yurchenko, no doubt about that. Uh, I would go with maybe uh, Hambar Tsumian, Chalishir, uh, Haroyan, uh, and Hovanisian and Kamo. Um, uh, center midfield, I would go with Grigorian and Udo, maybe uh, Webimar instead of Udo. Uh, number 10, uh, I think it's uh, like the best opportunity for Bichak Chan to, to carry the team, to, to put the number 10, mm-hmm. <laughs> to put on the number 10. Yeah, um, if, if you're going to play with a 10, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wingers, uh, Parsegian on the right side and Bayramian on the left side. And I will hmm. go with, with Sago, with Adamian uh, at the striker position. So basically, no substitutes. Like, you would go all in. Uh, we have to, to win this game. And it's uh, the perfect game to get the, the most uh, goal difference and score hmm. the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's actually that's actually an interesting take. I mean, considering goal difference. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chadens formation players go. Four two three one with a steady start. Uh, Yurchenko in goal. Uh, Hovo, Chalisir, Haroyan, and Arman for me in defense. Udo and Grigorian. Even though Grigorian, yeah, we mentioned that he's getting tired, but I think he would just start just to give the, the team some form of a lead. Uh, Confidence, yeah. 
Tigran on the right wing um, with Vahan in the middle. And mm. along them will be Babayan. And I predict that Karabedian will actually start this game. Uh, however, what? he decides to go after that is obviously upon him. Uh, but I think he, Karabedian will start. I think he will start this one. All right, Theo, you're starting 11. Yes, it's a bit similar as um, Charence, Yurchenko in the goalkeeper, as the goalkeeper, Ambarzumian, um, Chalisir, uh, Vato, and uh, Serb Grigorian for the, the defenders, uh, Grigorian and Udo at the, the midfield, um, Tigran, Van, and uh, Babayan uh, at the front with Sako uh, to to give him more uh, confidence yeah. and um, to be able maybe to to score uh, that will be the the <laughs> goal uh, for him and uh, to be on the the best con- conditions uh, for the next games will be um, crucial all right uh let me roll through mine really quick uh, also a 4-2-3-1 i think for a similar reason uh, Kaparos is going to want to score as many goals early on as possible, so he's going to want he's going to want to put out a strong team, but simultaneously uh, want to be able to sub five of those key players off uh, before the next match as early as possible, like 60th minute, ha- change half the team. So I'll start with Yurchenko and goal, of course. I think um, Hovanes Hambarzumian, Andre Chalisir, uh, Haroyan, and Serob Grigorian will make up the back line. A couple of them will likely get substituted, I think. Arta Grigorian and Solomon Udo are my starting central midfielders. I think Grigorian very likely to get substituted. Uh, and I think Udo might play the full 90. It's going to be a rotation between them two and um, Wobemar Angulo. Uh, Spertian might get something here and there, but I, 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 maybe not for this first game. Uh, on the Starting on the right side, I'd say Tigran Barserian with Vahan in the number 10. And I think... As much as I want Giraj Aroyan to start, I don't think he's going to start. I think it's going to be Babayan on the left wing with Sako starting up top. But I Why think are you rushing? I'm Take rushing to try to. I'm trying. I've already gotten all of my thoughts and opinions <laughs> out. I think we will see Briasco and Karapetian also subbed on. I think we'll see uh, Spertian maybe get a few minutes. And I think mainly we'll see the center backs be substituted off because seven matches and three days against really good opposition might be a lot for uh, Chalisir and, and Haroyan. So I'm expecting so a lot five, of substitutions. I, I think the, as many goals as early as possible is the goal, of, of course. Question. Uh, the five substitution rule still stands then? Uh, I believe it does, yes. I believe currently okay. for World Cup qualifiers. This, and also, as a reminder, uh, VAR is now implemented in World Cup qualifiers. Uh-huh. So hopefully no time. Hopefully no bullshit <laughs> penalty yeah, against us. I don't know who can disagree with me th- with this or who can agree with me, but UEFA has the best referees compared to all the leagues. I'm yeah, I don't think this. South America can ever say they have <laughs> good referees. I mean, they have the means. UEFA has the means. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They have the means. Well, that's one of the reasons, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but UEFA gets it from different um, different leagues. They get from all the all around also, the uh, yeah. Europe, from the yeah. top leagues, yeah. Which yeah, also have the top the, which also have the most means. Exactly, the most money. Uh, all yeah. right. Yeah. 
so about the money uh, I think we don't need to go through uh, we don't do predictions because I don't want to do them <laughs> and I, I don't think I, I don't it's, it's like yeah, bad bad omen we know not, we know like, better by now we yeah we know better by now we obviously all very much are of the opinion that Armenia should be winning this game and it's going to be interesting to see if there really has been a change. Um, we have a quick listener question from Michael Vicini, an Australian-based blogger and podcaster on Hellas Footy. And yeah, he, <laughs> he asks, how many points do you think Armenia will collect from the first three matches? Liechtenstein is a must-win, though. Iceland and Romania are tricky matches, but you do have home advantage. Uh, quickly, guys, I'm not asking you... how. Okay, he's asking how many points do you think, not want. So... Quick number between one and nine. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think? I don't want to answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll tell want you to... in two weeks. Until you'll tell us in two weeks. Yeah, I think that's been the, the general, <laughs> general consensus. Anyone else? Uh, Theo, Tito, want to um, answer this? No, I think... <laughs> I think best uh, that's scenario a, is... That's a scary uh, question. He's getting... Um, <laughs> seven points but uh, i don't know if we are gonna get seven points i think we are gonna get five five one, okay one win and two draws uh, you know what if you would give me that option ahead of time i might take it but i don't know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's but sounds confident though because we are, because we are more than good enough. I mean, we we know we we are obviously don't have Kordian or Mukitarian, but you know we've been playing really well without Mukitarian, and I think we can continue to do so. Yeah, of course. Uh, Theo, any thoughts? Um, I will say six points. You will say six points. I would love six points. I'm I'm going for. I think we're gonna get seven. I have dreamed of going undefeated until Germany and. I'm still going to blindly believe in the Armenian national team. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, here's a reminder for all of our listeners, if you've gotten this far. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, the 28th, we are going to be at home versus Iceland. And then Wednesday, the, the Vikings at home against Romania. And we will be doing wrap-ups and previews for each of these matches as well. Uh, you can expect one on Friday after the Liechtenstein game, where we'll be wrapping that up and giving our thoughts. Also, while giving a quick uh, look into the Iceland squad and how they played in their first match against Germany. Uh, and then we'll also be doing the same for Romania. Um, anything else to add, boys? I'm so excited. I know, it's finally here. It's been months. Um, well, everyone, on behalf of all of the guys, we had a full house here today. Hopefully we can continue doing that. Uh, thank you for joining me today, boys. Thank you, Theo, for coming back. Theo's back, everyone. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Tito, <laughs> va bien, va bien. Tito, pleasure as always to get your uh, pessimistic opinion. And <laughs> I thought I was the pessimistic. I thought no, I was the pessimistic. I mean, you're, you're clearly the Socrates of this group. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I want to say that I kill and die for the seven points that you say. And, you know, I That's hope attitude, I hope the team has that same attitude and mentality. And um, we will see you guys again on Friday, hopefully after getting three points against Lichtenstein. All right, that's it for us. Bye. Heavy hard Group winners. <laughs>